For your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice You have led me through the fire In darkest night You are close like no other I've known you as my father I've known you as my friend And I have lived in the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful Oh yes you have And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh I will sing of the goodness of God is running after it's running after me your goodness is running after it's running after me with my life laid down I surrender now I give you everything your goodness is running after it's running after me sing of the goodness of God. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of 
my life. The word follow there means to pursue, to chase after. Your goodness is running after me. God's goodness is running after you today, dear friend. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio, and I'm Janice. I'm your host till 1 o'clock, bringing you programming designed with ladies in mind. Coming up today on this happy Thursday, you'll hear from Vicki Mushler on a word of encouragement that's at 11.30, 12.05, CW Today with Loretta Walker. She started a series on Tuesday called My Secret Sin, and we'll be on day three of four today. She'll be finishing up that series tomorrow. And then it's Thursday, so Silhouettes with Missionary Sherry House. Silhouettes with Sherry, she features the life of women from the past who've gone on to be with the Lord who did what they could for the Lord Jesus Christ. And then Sherry challenges us to do what we can for Jesus Christ. And so that program airs each Thursday at 1230. A reminder to you ladies who live uh, within driving distance, or if you want to fly out here, we'd love to have you. But within driving distance of Evansville, Indiana, our faithful ladies' vacation is April 26th and 27th. Miss Vicki Mushler, the host of A Word of Encouragement, and and uh, been serving the Lord many, many years, over 40 years. She will be joining us for the Faithful Ladies Vacation. She'll be speaking to us at the vacation three times in the main sessions. She'll be meeting with pastor's wives for one uh, on Friday and then on Saturday. She'll be speaking in the main auditorium in one of our breakaways on child rearing. I'm very excited about this. Looking forward to having Miss Vicki Mushler for the Faithful Ladies Vacation. Early bird registration is up and the early bird gets the worm, right? <laughs> so you should if you register now, if you register by February the 19th, you will get $5 off the registration price. That is found at faithmusicradio.com. So when you go to faithmusicradio.com, you might also notice, and I'm sure you've heard it if you're listening to Faith Music Radio, we are in a coffee naming contest that ends tomorrow at noon. So just a little over 24 hours from now, you have an opportunity to truly help us um, <laughs> find a name for our coffee. We have created a blend. We've joined up with Evansville Coffee Company, and they are great coffee roasters, and they are helping us create our own blend of coffee to celebrate our 20th anniversary. And uh, we'll we will be selling it. Um, we'll be using it for different things, and it's just we're doing this one time, one year. We've been on the air for 20 years, so this is a very special thing. And you you just coffee and radio go together <laughs> they just do and we want we we have everything ready we have the blend chosen we just don't have a name so we decided we'll have a coffee naming contest and like i said you have till noon tomorrow to help us choose a name for the faith music radio 20th anniversary celebration and that's at faithmusicradio.com. Well, that's all for me for now. I'm going to let the music come back on. Rachel Smith here. He's always been faithful. Great is thy faith.
faithfulness. You're listening to Faith Music Radio. Morning by morning I wake up to find the power and comfort of God's hand in mine. Season by season I watch Him amazed in awe of the mystery of His perfect ways. All I have need of His hand will provide. He's always been faithful to me. I can't remember shelter in the time of storm faith music radio have you been putting off estate planning every year you say i'm going to take care of it and yet it's not done why not resolve to take the opportunity to get that done this year and call sheets charles and charles at 812-476-2762 That's 812-476-2762. Make an appointment and let certified elder law attorney Stephen Charles help you navigate this important part of your financial life. Stephen and Lindsay Charles are professionals, and they care. 
Stop by their office at 4828 Lincoln Avenue, right behind Barnes & Noble, or give them a call and set up an appointment, 812-476-2762. You'll be glad you did. As we thought about ways to celebrate our 20 years on the air, our first thoughts went to you, our listeners. We are only here on the air because of the grace of God and your financial support. So we thought, well, we'd like to sit down and have a cup of coffee with each of you. But logistically, that just wouldn't be possible. We have listeners all over the world. So instead, we decided we'd create a Faith Music Radio coffee roast. And then we could provide coffee for you and your church to enjoy. And whenever you take a sip, you can think about us thinking about you. So we've teamed up with a local coffee roaster here in town. The process was unbelievably complex. But after months of trial and error, I believe we have the perfect blend. This coffee is a dark roast blend of Brazilian, Colombian, and Sumatran coffees. Think dark chocolate and nutty notes with a smooth finish. So we've got everything. It's all set except a name. We have no name. That's where you come in. We want you in on this process. I want to hear your creative ideas for what we should name our new coffee. So, we are going to have a coffee naming contest. This contest will run from January 15th through the 19th. Go to faithmusicradio.com and enter to win. The person whose name we choose, we're going to send you a bag of this delicious coffee. So please, go to faithmusicradio.com between the 15th and the 19th and enter your great idea for a name for this delicious Faith Music Radio 20th anniversary blend of coffee. I can't wait to see your creativity. I'm a mess, I guess, but I must confess When I'm at my worst, sometimes it's my best and my one consolation when I fail the test I'm no better or worse, but I'm just like the rest Oh, the things that I would, that I do not And the things that I would not, that I do But even if I could, I'm not sure that I would does this seem right to you? I'm a mess, I guess, and I must confess When I'm at my worst, sometimes it's my best And my one consolation, when I fail the test I'm no better or worse, but I'm just like the rest The evil which I would not that I do But if I do that I would not It's not that I could not do the good That I would not do I'm a mess, I guess And I must confess When I'm at my worst Sometimes it's my best One consolation When I fail the test I'm no better or worse 
but I'm just like the rest. Dan Wolf with that song, I'm a mess, I guess. When I'm at my worst, sometimes it's my best. And that's what I have learned. <laughs> you see, my husband, Dan, he was the one singing there. He's the general manager of Faith Music Radio and also the host of Riverside Drive from 3 to 5 weekdays here on Faith Music Radio. But he and I have a special needs daughter, Tiffany. Tiffany is 39 years old. She's going to be 40 this year. Cannot believe it. But she's on about a three-year-old level. And there's a lot one can learn from a three-year-old. And when you're gifted, as Dan and I are, with a perpetual toddler, well, life lessons are abundant. You see, our special needs daughter, Tiffany, she has this tendency to spout off when things aren't going her way. Anyone out there with a three-year-old and you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) We call them rant and rave sessions, and they're usually a verbal attack on someone. Her words are never directed towards the person in the room. Like if I'm in the room with her, she never directs them towards me. Or if my husband is in the room with her, she doesn't direct them towards us, but to someone else. Her words, um, they're not directed towards anyone, let let me make this clear, who has anything to do with her not getting her way (laughs) or getting what she wants. She just starts ranting. And and I'm I'm asking you to think three-year-old here, you know, because Tiffany is sweet as she can be, just like any three-year-old. But think three-year-old. She has her moments. So whether it be family, friend, or caregiver, she picks someone to reprimand during her rant parties. And one thing I've learned about these rant parties, I, I need to temper these moments by responding to the attack softly. You, you, you really should never argue with a three-year-old. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. But soft instruction for her to use kind words goes a long way in getting Tiffany back on track. And that's a, that's a le- great lesson that we learn from Proverbs 13.1 is to use soft instruction. Proverbs 15.1, not 13.1. But also, I have Tiffany repeat with me a very famous quote that mothers have used for centuries to correct their children. And so I have her repeat it with me, and it's this. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Thankfully, Tiffany, as sweet as she is, is eventually diverted back to her kind ways by soft words. You know, I love this quote. I heard it recently while listening to a podcast called More Power Than You Think with Jennifer Scow. And this this quote made me think of Tiffany. When it comes to mental illness or intellectual developmental disorder or anything like that, in proportion to the ability of our mind to think clearly and rationally is the proportion we are to take responsibility for our thoughts and minds. Thus, Tiffany has, you know, been on a three-year-old level and suffering from intellectual developmental disorder. She doesn't have the mental capacity to comprehend. Um, she resorts to that which is totally natural to, her, natural to her when she gets her way. And God has taught me a lesson about that. But we'll have to come back to that in just a bit because we have a song 
And then Miss Vicki Mushler on a word of encouragement. Stay with faith. I used to travel down a sinful road, struggling to stand beneath the heavy load. I grew downhearted as the days went by. Satan just whispered, there's no need to try. One day the Savior came into my way. He said, my child, don't quit, I'm here to stay. He pardoned me and took away my strife. And giving up is now a way of life. Thrown in the towel on my old way of living. Giving up on everything that I used to be. Quitting all my doubting cause I know I am forgiven. I know that God has made a change in me. If you are struggling beneath your sin, if you are looking for a way to win, you can get victory through the Savior's grace. Just start your quitting on your sinful ways. Thrown in the towel on my old way of living, giving up on everything that I used to be. Quitting all my doubting cause I know I am forgiven. I know that God has made a change in me, in me. Thrown in the towel on my old way of living. Giving up on everything that I used to be. Quitting all my doubting cause I know I am forgiven. I know that God has made a change in me. I know that God has made a change in me, in me, in me, in me. Here's today's word of encouragement from Mrs. Vicki Mutchler. In Revelations 4.11... The Bible says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Are you a pleasure? You were created for God's pleasure. Are you a pleasure to Him? Are you a pleasure to be around? You know the phrase, It's my pleasure? Perhaps you've heard the statement. Perhaps you've even said it before. I'm afraid that it's a phrase many would say is old-timey, not relevant, days gone by. Is it a pleasure to love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind? Heart with passion and love, not duty, a relationship with your soul, with attention on love. Pay attention to God. You might learn something. And with your mind, with your thoughts on Him. Thinking of him, where does your mind go when it wanders? Psalms 149.4 says, For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He gave us all that we are and all that we have. He takes pleasure in us. Let's give back that love to him and say, Lord, it's my pleasure. We want to spend time with him and love him with our whole heart, soul, and mind. Mrs. Vicki Mutchler is the wife of Pastor Mike Mutchler of Grandview Baptist Church in Beaver Creek, Oregon. 
where they've ministered together for over 30 years. Word of Encouragement is a production of Faith Music Radio. For additional resources from Mrs. Mutchler and her daily Word of Encouragement, visit Faith Music Radio online at www.faithmusicradio.com. Word of Encouragement is a production of Faith Music Radio. And I have a song for you called, called I Just Want to Please the Lord, sung here by Higher Praise Trio. When we come back in just a few minutes, we're going to continue this conversation. Um, and I was leading up to it, didn't get to really tell you what it's about, but we're going to be talking about the tongue today and why we want or tend to want to spout off at others, especially when we don't get our way. So that's coming up. Stay right here with us on Faith Music Radio. Higher Praise Trio. I just want to please the Lord. There were trophies to be won, successes there to gain. Some would give their very souls to reach earth's highest plane. But to count it gain would be my loss if I lay down commitment's cross. So I lift my eyes to things above and serve Him with a heart of love. I just want to please the Lord. Be in His will in every way. To be lost in His presence, found in His likeness. Hear Him say, well done someday. My plans had all been made since I already cast. The world was at my fingertips. I had arrived at last. But the cry could not be pacified from a heart about to break inside. Then Jesus showed himself to me and said, just look what you could be. I just want to please the Lord, be in his will in every way, to be lost in his presence, found in his likeness, hear him say, well done someday. So I will bring my offering and lay it at his feet. All I was, all I am, all I ever hoped to be. I just want to please the Lord, be in his will in every way, to be lost in his presence, found in his likeness, hear him say, well done, welcome home, my faithful son, I want to hear him say, well done, someday.
Positive Radio, Faith Music Radio. Guaranteed work from certified ASE mechanics. That's the peace of mind that comes with thrifty car care in Evansville. Sure, you could roll the dice, grab a wrench, and watch a YouTube video and do it yourself. But that could cost you a whole lot more than you want to pay in time and money. Thrifty Car Care does it all, bumper to bumper. They back all repairs, foreign and domestic, with a 24-month, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Thrifty Car Care, with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. They're located at 4500 East Morgan Avenue in Evansville. Or call 812-437-5011. That's 812-437-5011. Or go online at thriftycarcarecenter.com. Do you find yourself turning on the news and feeling hopeless? Woke agendas, open borders, inflation due to out-of-control spending, and the list goes on. There is something you can do. Buy from companies that believe what you and I believe. We need to stick together now more than ever. And there has been one company willing to stand with you since 2012. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer the very best nationwide 4G and 5G coverage on all networks. In fact, they use the same towers as the major carriers. Patriot Mobile has service plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, your constitutional rights, the sanctity of life, and our veterans and first responder heroes. Switch to Patriot Mobile now and get free activation with the offer code FMR. That's right, we've teamed up with Patriot Mobile. So go to patriotmobile.com backslash FMR. PatriotMobile.com backslash FMR and use the promo code FMR. I'm missionary Dan Hyden to the Russian people in New York City. I'm Sherry Hyden and we listen to Faith Music Radio every day at our house. A steady climb that ends on high its narrow way the choice is made I will walk the way of the cross I will walk the way of the cross following faith no
the path of life, the path of Christ, my truest friend. I live for Him. The path is long, yet I'll press on. I will walk the way. Cross. For the joy that was before him, there was evil he endured. I have set my eyes upon him, and I am sure I will walk the way of the cross. Morris with that song, Powerful, I Will Walk the Way of the Cross. I'm talking about, we're going to be talking about the tongue eventually, but I was sharing with you how my special needs daughter, Tiffany, who's on a three-year-old level, um, when she doesn't get her way, she tends to spout off at people. Because Tiffany suffers from intellectual developmental disorder, and she doesn't have the mental capacity to comprehend Tiffany resorts that which is totally natural when she doesn't get her way or doesn't get what she wants. And you know what I have found and what I have learned from Tiffany is I have the same tendency. To be honest with you, when I, you know, I I totally get where she's coming from because that is exactly what I want to do when I don't get my way. You see, I find myself facing the temptation to spout off at and about others when life doesn't seem fair or just isn't going my way. So it makes me wonder, do I suffer from spiritual developmental disorder? (laughs) You see, the problem with the tongue is not unique to me and Tiffany. Oh, no, 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 no. James 3 tells us, We all struggle. We can all struggle with this problem. And James 3 is an incredible chapter for the Christian about the tongue. There is warning in that chapter. 
there's admonition that we should take to heart and that we should apply to our lives. But it it really doesn't end. This thought on the tongue, as I read the book of James, really doesn't end in James 3 with the last verse of James 3. You see, James 4 continues the topic of the tongue. And I believe James 4 gives us helpful insight into what motivates a Christian to speak evil of others. And we're going to talk about that today. But what I do know is that I need Jesus. For all the problems, the struggles, the things that don't go my way, I need Jesus. And he has the answers for us. In fact, he has an escape for us. Stay with faith. Sometimes when I get weary, times when times get tough, and life with all its ups and downs can sometimes be too much. Trouble seems to find me, and tears they fill my eyes, and clouds are all I seem to see in a world of such surprise. I need Jesus, and this I find He is bigger than the mountains in my life that I must climb He is able, He is strong He has promised He will keep me and I'll never be alone When hope is hard to hold Help is hard to find And faith may often come and go Leaving worry close behind When I need direction At times I lose my way But in my darkest hour I find Help is only a prayer away I need Jesus, and this I find He is bigger than the mountains In my life that I must climb He is able, He is strong He has promised He will keep me And I'll never be alone This I find He is bigger than the mountains In my life that I must climb He is able He is strong He has promised He will keep me And I'll never be alone He has promised He will keep Travel down.
down a sinful road. My troubles were so many, such a heavy load. Then I turned to Jesus, a better way he showed. Life is so much better on the victory road. Walk the road, lay down my load. And I won't turn back to sin no more. King's Highway, I'll reach that day. Someday I'll reach my home on the victory road, on the victory road. Though this road is narrow, I will look ahead. By the hand of Jesus, down this path I'm led. When I'm tired and weary, he helps me bear my load. I am oh so happy on the victory road. I'll keep on walking the road, lay down my heavy load. And I won't turn back to sin no more. I'll keep on walking highway, I'll reach that day. Someday I'll reach my home on the victory road. I'll keep on walking the road, lay down my heavy load. Turn back, and I won't turn back to sin no more. To sin no more. King's Highway, I'll reach that bad day. Someday I'll reach my home on the victory road. Someday I'll reach, someday I'll reach, someday I'll reach my home on the victory road. And Russ and the Old Fashioned Quartet, The Victory Road. You know, those two songs, the song Bruce Fry, I Need Jesus. Um, I love that phrase where it says in that song, He has promised He will keep me. And that's what we need. We need the Savior um, during times when we struggle with our tongue when we struggle with spouting off at others or speaking evil what the bible says of and about others um and then that song the victory road we know that we can have victory um just before the i need jesus song i said god's provided an escape for us i call this escape from the um, destruction of the tongue a fire escape because in James 3 I find that the tongue is a fire a world of iniquity so is a tongue among our members that it defileth there's the destruction defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. And my friends, when it comes to our tongue, we need a fire escape. And we have one. We have a fire escape. But let's take a take a look at James 4, because I, I told you that in James 4, we get some helpful insight into that which motivates a Christian to speak evil of others. So right away in James 4, we find we find James instructing, instructing a struggling brother or sister who is fighting the enemy. Not just one enemy, but all three enemies of the Christian. The world, the flesh, and the devil. You see these enemies in the verses 1 through 10. Let's start with, and we're going to take these in the order that James presents them. First of all, the lust of the flesh, James 4, 1 and 2, from whence comes wars and fightings among you. Isn't it, isn't it amazing? This is right after a whole chapter on the tongue. It's a continuation. 
From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot attain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. So we see the lust of the flesh there. Um, as the verse state, we we want something very badly. So badly, we take extreme measures to get what we want. We fight, we war, we kill. That is extreme measures. The next enemy we see in James 4, 4, the world. In fact, James says, ye adulterers and adulteresses. We are, we are in an adulterous relationship with the world. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Our friendship with the world has distorted our view of how things should be. And so a wrestling match emerges between the secular worldview and the biblical worldview within us. So there's a battle raging. Do you see the struggling Christian here? It's leading to something. And then lastly, the devil. James 4, 7, submit yourselves therefore to God and then tells us resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, what exactly about the devil are we needing to resist? Um, Well, his deceptive ways, his demonic influence to lift ourselves up in pride. That is what we're battling here. The deceptive ways, the lies of the devil and his demonic influence to lift ourselves up in pride. I notice that a number of verses are given to pride in James 4. And you can see that in verses 6 through 10. The temptation to speak evil of another is always rooted in pride. Pride will cause us to pass judgment. Pride will cause us to think ourselves above the law of God. And we're going to discuss more of this coming up during the noon hour of 11 to 1. We're going to discuss that victory and deliverance is found in submission to God. We can be delivered from pride. The pride that would cause us to speak evil of another brother or sister in Christ or anyone else for that matter. Andrew O'Neill will take us into the noon hour of 11 to 1 with the song, The Heart of the Problem. And coming up during the noon hour, Loretta Walker continues her four-day series on called My Secret Sin. Now, if you've been listening, you know what the secret sin is. But if you haven't been listening, you might need to check out the 11 to 1 podcast and catch up. It started on Tuesday. Um, CW Today with Loretta Walker, My Secret Sin. She gave us an introduction on Tuesday. Wednesday was day two. Today is day three is um, part three and tomorrow she will conclude this four-day series on my secret sin and then sherry house on silhouettes with um, sherry she features the life of helen rosevere um, ask not have not and this is a program today about medical missions praying specifically and using horrific trials to draw others to Christ. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. We'll be back in a bit. Andrew O'Neill, the heart of the problem is a problem of the heart. We tend to make 
excuses We tend to pass the blame We fail to see our failures As more than just mistakes We can see the wrong in others Overlooking the evil within So Lord help us to confront our hearts To confess and forsake our sin For the heart of the problem Is the problem of the heart Filled with pride we try to hide Every sinful part But confession and repentance Would be a healthy start To fix the heart of the problem The problem of the heart The heart is so deceitful So desperately wicked within And just the time I think I'm fine I've deceived myself again So create in me a clean heart One that's faithful, pure and true Then search my heart and try me Help me, Lord, to follow you For the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart Filled with pride we try to hide Every sinful part But confession and repentance Would be a healthy start To fix the heart of the problem The problem of the heart For the heart Problem is the problem of the heart. Filled with pride, we try to hide every sinful part. But confession and repentance would be a healthy start to fix the heart of the problem. The problem. Welcome to CW Today, a daily five-minute program dedicated to helping women with their life relationships, hosted by veteran ladies conference speaker and the editor of Christian Womanhood Magazine, Mrs. Loretta Walker. The closer a woman's heart is to the heart of God, the better able she is to thrive in her relationships with others. In that spirit, here's the host of CW Today, Mrs. Loretta Walker. I talked yesterday to you about how God sees our murmuring and complaining as a sin and how it displeases him. Well, I want you to realize that even in the New Testament, it talks about it. 
1 Corinthians 10, 6-11, Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Boy, this is quite a list of bad things that people do. And then... The writer says in verse 10, Neither murmur ye as some of them who also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. So he, he said, Paul emphasizes here, don't murmur. Verse 11 says, Now all these things happened unto them for exa- in samples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. So they were written for us as examples to help us to realize, hey, wake up, don't be a murmur. Of course, Philippians says, do all things without murmuring and complaining. But um, I talked yesterday about we complain about people. Today, I'd like to talk to you about we complain about circumstances. You know, in our self-pity, in our uh, sympathy, wanting sympathy, we complain about what we're going through in life. And can I tell you, we got to realize the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Everything that happens to us is from God. And when we when we get upset and complain about what happens, you know, it's it's like slapping God in the face. You know, I I went through a time when my washing machine was broke and couldn't go do laundry for 3 whole months. And can I tell you, there were times when I complained. I'm sorry to say. I have had many, many times when I went to go do a radio program. Just before I was going to do this actual program, my program, my program stopped working, and I had to fool with it for about 15 minutes. And I'm trying to get these radio programs done. I'm thinking, why can't things go right? Uh, sometimes you complain because you're in a line at the store. And you get there, and the line's going slower. You always pick the wrong line, whatever it is. Now, one of the things that I do realize a lot of us complain about is our new normal of life. Now, think about that, ladies, whatever your new normal is. You can't go back and change what how it used to be. You can't go back and say, well, it used to be this way, or it was so much better when it was this way. That's not what the new normal is for you. I'm thinking of, of an illustration. I always have illustrations of when I do bad things. I don't know why you. I don't know why you listen to me because I do all I do is tell you how bad I am. But anyway, uh, a, a year or so back, Kevin was given a a dog, and that dog was trained on a puppy pad. Now, those of you that are dog lovers, you might not relate to this story, but let me just tell you, I am not an animal person, and so that dog still has problems doing his business, her business in the house sometimes. And I'm thinking, I wish this dog was gone. And can I tell you, I've realized recently that I complain about it sometimes to my husband. And I think, what good is that going to do? This is the new normal of my life, having that dog. And complaining to him is not going to fix it. It's not going to take away the fact the dog has problems and sometimes goes to the bathroom in the house I'm thinking, why do I complain to Kevin? And it makes him feel bad, and it and it, it just doesn't make the whole s- system any better. Sometimes I've talked to older ladies. Now, I'm talking to you. I'm 65, so I am an older lady now. But they complain because they can't do what they used to do. You know what? Let's accept how much we can do 
and what we can accomplish in the amount of time we can accomplish. You know, get up, work 10 minutes, sit back down. Why why do we complain because we can't do what we used to do? Get to the place where you're satisfied with your new normal. I know moms with small children complain because they can't get this done or they can't get that done. I'm thinking, you wanted the children, you have the children, don't complain because they slow you down. Everything takes longer when you take small children with you. I know that now because I have two grandchildren that go with us all the place, all the time. You don't just rush them out the door and get them in their car seats. And, you know, it's, it's a process. So why do you complain about your circumstances when this is what your new normal life is supposed to be? So I don't know if you can relate to this, but let's all realize what a sin murmuring is. And let's try to find some way to accept whatever our new normal life is supposed to be. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Thanks, Miss Loretta. CW Today is a production of Faith Music Radio. For additional material about Loretta Walker, CW Today, and about Christian Womanhood magazine, visit Faith Music Radio online at www.faithmusicradio.com. Well, I guess we're talking a lot about the tongue today. Loretta talking about her murmuring and her complaining, and we all do that, don't we? And I'm talking about speaking evil of others. And we need a fire escape because the Bible says the tongue is a world of iniquity. It says the tongue is set on fire of hell. So we need a fire escape and we have one. We have a fire escape. We have Jesus Christ. And what we have to realize, he's with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us, and he's been with us all along. Why should we complain? (laughs) Why should we speak evil of others? Um, Time is ticking away. It's 2024, and each day is another day of time ticking away. And we need to use our life for the Lord Jesus Christ. We only have this one life. We only have today. And let's live for him today. Here's uh, Rachel Smith. The song she's going to start off the noon hour with is all along. Don't forget, Silhouettes with Sherry is coming up at 1230. So be sure to stay right here with us on Faith. Time just drifts away. As I look back on the years Memories of happiness and bitter tears Through it all there was a common thread That cannot be ignored You were there teaching me to be your servant, Lord All along your hand has been God
joy and pain had a reason of its own. Now I realize that I was not alone. The changing seasons of my life were not left up to chance. Lord, I know you were working to fulfill your plan. All along, your hand has been guiding me, shaping my life to be a beautiful song. All along, you've led me through things that you This is Melanie Smith of the Smith Family, and you're listening to Faith Broadcasting International. This programming is brought to you in part by Metzger Construction of Boonville. If you're looking to have any excavation work, drainage, asphalt, or concrete curbs done, they're the place to call. They do driveways, parking lots, streets, and highways. They give free estimates and accept all major credit cards. Quality workmanship and materials are backed up with a one-year guarantee. That's Metzger's Construction in Boonville. The phone number to call is 812-925-7544. That's Metzger Construction, 812-925-7544. Hi there, this is Cecily Hamilton, and you're listening to Faith Music Radio. If you're in the battle for the Lord and right, keep on the firing line. If you win, my brother, surely you must fight. Firing line. There are many dangers that we all must face. If we die of fighting, it is no disgrace. Coward in the service, he will find no place. So keep on the firing line. Oh, you must fight. Be brave against all evil. Never run nor even lag behind. If you would win for God and 
firing line. God will only use a soldier he can trust. Keep on the firing line. If you wear a crown, then bear the cross you must. Keep on the firing line. Life is but to labor for the master dear. Help to banish evil and to spread good cheer. Great you be rewarded for your service here. So keep on the firing line. Oh, you must fight, be brave against all evil. Never run nor even lag behind. If you would win for God and the right, just keep on the firing line. from the paths of sin. With the shout of welcome, we will all march in. So keep on the firing line. Oh, you must fight, be brave against all evil. And that's the Tharp Brothers keep on the firing line. And, you know, we are in a battle, aren't we? And the enemy of the Christian is the world, the flesh. The enemies, I should say, is the world and the flesh and the devil. And um, we're talking about this in, these enemies because, according to James 4, these are the enemies that the Christian struggles with. And James 3 talks about the tongue. And I believe that James 4 is a continuation on that and talking about how the lusts, the desires that we have that are our own desires and not the will of God, um, the lust of the flesh, the, the, wor- the world, worldliness, and also Satan and um, the de- demonic influence to lift ourselves up in pride, how these things affect our speech. Because when we get to James chapter 4, verse 11, after reading all about these three enemies in verses 1 through 6, 1 through 10, we get to this verse where there's a command from God, speak not evil one of another. Now, what is it that we don't understand about that? Speak seems pretty, seems pretty simple, right? Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He, and then God goes on to explain, he that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother. He says, you're not just speaking evil, you're judging and judgeth his brother, speaketh evil of the law. And then you're not just judging your brother and speaking evil of the law, you're speaking you, and, and judging your brother, you're speaking evil of the law. And then it says, and judgeth the law. You're speaking of the law and judging the law. But if thou judge the law, 
God says, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. And so then we reach our verse for the Loser Bible Study Series, day 94 of the Loser Bible Study Series. And we're reminded that there is just one lawgiver, and it's not us. James 4.12, there is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. There's our key word. Who art thou that judgest another? I memorized these verses when I was a teenager. I'm not, <laughs> I, haven't perfect, I haven't perfectly lived them out, but I do know that I'm supposed to live these out. So how can we escape from these enemies that lead to this, us not getting our way, us being lifted up in pride, us not having a biblical worldview of how we're supposed to treat each other, How do we escape from these enemies so that we can overcome this temptation to speak evil of of, of each other's? Well, James explains that submitting ourselves to God and humbling ourselves in his sight. He explains that's our fire escape. These two godly attributes, submitting, submission, James 4, 7 and 8, these two godly attributes lead us to safety away from destruction it comes from a tongue that is set on fire of hell according to James chapter 3 humility and submission a fire escape an escape from the fire who are you oh that's not my question I'm sorry that's the question God asked us in verse 12 who art thou he says So I posed the question to myself, and I ask you to pose that question to yourself. Am I the judge who is living a defeated Christian life, wrestling with these enemies of the Christian? Or have I taken God's gracious, merciful way of escape from loss by losing my pride and choosing to humble myself and to submit and submit to God's will and way. You know, by seeking my own way, by yoking up with the ways of the world, you know how the world is. I don't get mad, I get even. By yoking up with these secular worldviews or lifting myself up in pride, I will eventually speak evil of others. An escape from loss is provided, though, and it's available to us all. Victory, victory, victory is found in submission. Victory is found in submission. It's all about choice. (laughs) And today, and I want to do this every day, but each one of us should do this. As Christians, as children of God, choose Jesus. Choose submission to Jesus. You're listening to Faith. decisions we make choices we live and
Um, she'll be joining us for the Faithful Ladies Staycation, and we hope you'll join us as well. There's information online at faithmusicradio.com. We have the Bailey's Grove Baptist Church Teens up next with I'm Glad I'm Serving God. And right after this, Silhouettes with Missionary Sherry House. You're listening to 11 to 1, programming designed with ladies in mind. This is Faith Music Radio. Thank you for joining us on Faith. One day old Elijah had some problems on the mountain. All alone he stood against 400 prophets of Baal. He said, let the true God answer by fire upon the altar. And when he prayed, the fire came down, you could hear Elijah yell. I'm glad I'm serving a God who's able to deliver. I'm glad I'm serving a God who's able to defend. I'm glad I'm serving a God who hears me when I pray. I'm glad I'm serving a God on whom I can depend. When my life is over and I'm standing in that city, gathered with the saints and the blood-washed throng, somebody might just ask me why you're so happy and just like I can sing that same song. I'm glad I'm serving a God who's able to deliver. I'm glad I'm serving a God who's able to defend. I'm glad I'm serving a God who hears me when I pray. I'm glad I'm serving a God on whom I can depend. I'm glad I'm serving a God who's able to deliver. I'm glad I'm serving a God who's able to defend. I'm glad I'm serving a God who hears me when I pray. I'm glad I'm serving a God on whom I can depend. Hello, I'm Sherry House, a missionary living in Thailand who loves to study the lives of great women of whom it can be said, she hath done what she could. Welcome to Silhouettes, my weekly story about a lady whose life challenges, encourages, and teaches me. 
I hope as you listen today, your heart will be encouraged and challenged too to do what you can for the Lord. So grab a cup of tea, sit back and enjoy. Let me tell you her story. Helen Rosevere was born on September 21, 1925 in England. She had the privilege of education and went on to study medicine at Cambridge. While studying there, she was befriended by a group of Christians and she began attending their Bible studies. She found a warmth and vitality in their Christian life and she was drawn to the fact that they seemed to know God personally. That same winter at one of their Bible retreats, she put her trust and faith in Jesus Christ. After graduating with her doctorate, she applied to Worldwide Evangelization Crusade to be a medical missionary. In March of 1953, at the age of 28, Helen arrived in the Belgian Congo. She worked for two years in a small mud-thatched clinic, and then in 1955 was asked to move seven miles north in order to run an abandoned maternity and leprosy center. Helen worked with the local Africans to transform the center into a hospital with 100 beds that serviced mothers, lepers, and children. She also established a training school for paramedics and oversaw the 48 rural clinics that they established. Tens of thousands of people received medical care and their lives were spared, many of whom also received Christ. In 1958, when Helen was in her early 30s, she went back to England for a two-year furlough. She worked at a hospital to update her skills and contemplated whether she would return to the field. The huge undertaking of setting up and running the medical station had taken its toll on her. In 1960, Helen decided to return to the field. It happened to be the same year that the country was given its independence. Many of the foreigners decided to leave, including many missionaries. Helen decided to stay, but it didn't take long for the country to descend into unrest and instability. By 1964, civil war broke out with the Simba uprising, putting everyone in grave danger. At Helen's remote medical mission, they were unaware that war had come to the country until some rebel soldiers arrived one day, demanding she see to someone who had been hurt. Eventually, Helen and nine other missionaries were put under house arrest. That was the beginning of five long months of captivity. Helen suffered rape and beatings at the hands of the rebels. Helen felt the Lord whisper to her, don't ask why, just trust me. In that moment, Helen couldn't explain it, but she felt enveloped in God's love and in her own words felt an overwhelming sense of privilege that Almighty God would stoop to ask of me, a mere nobody in a forest clearing in the jungles of Africa, for something he needed. Eventually, Helen and the other missionaries were imprisoned in a convent, along with Catholic nuns. In the end, 27 Protestant missionaries were murdered, over 200 foreign nuns were murdered, countless priests lost their lives, and a quarter million Africans died. Helen did what she could while in captivity to stay strong and meet others' needs. Once she found herself sitting next to another woman whose head was split open. She knew she was not allowed to speak or even move, but she also knew that if something wasn't done, this woman would die. She realized she had a needle pinned to the inside of her collar and slowly took it out. Then she asked the lady sitting on her other side to quietly pick out the hem of her dress. Between the two of them, they got the needle threaded, and Helen proceeded to, with one hand and as minimal movement as possible, stitch up the lady's gaping wound. At one point, bloodied and bruised, Helen was taken from the convent to another place in town where there was a group of Greek merchants being held captive. The group numbered about 80 men, women, and children. As Helen was the only doctor, the rebel soldiers brought her to attend to a woman who was about seven months pregnant and in great pain. Helen recognized many of the people in the group. She had been their doctor for the past 12 years. She quickly prayed for the Lord to show her what she could do. 
As she began assessing the woman's situation while she was flanked on either side by a rebel soldier, the Lord gave her a plan. Helen couldn't speak Greek, but she started asking medical questions of the lady in Swahili first and then saying it in Lingala, the local dialect. And then she asked the same question in French and in English and asked those in the room to translate it into Greek. She did this for several questions, but then knowing the two rebel soldiers standing on either side of her could only speak Swahili and Lingala, she eventually stopped using those and carried on in the other languages. The soldiers assumed she was still asking medical questions, but instead Helen began to witness to the group. She reminded them of all the things she had told them before about Jesus and his suffering on the cross. She told them of his love and grace he had wanted to show them. She told them of his desire to give them salvation if they would trust in him. These Greeks had seen and understood that Helen had suffered even more than they had at the hand of the rebel soldiers, and for the first time they were willing to listen to her. As she finished working on the lady, she led the group in a simple sinner's prayer. Although the prisoners dare not speak out, amens were whispered all over the room. Unbeknownst to the rebel soldiers, in that moment, these precious souls had trusted Christ. Helen was finally rescued in 1965 and returned to England. She spent a year recovering from her ordeal, but was eager to return to the people she loved and the place she called home. In 1966, when she arrived back, she found that everything of their mission had been destroyed. Over the next seven years, Helen worked with the Africans, and they built a 250-bed hospital, a maternity ward, training college for doctors, the Center for Leprosy, several regional hospitals and dispensaries, and set up a flying doctor service through the Missionary Aviation Fellowship. In 1973, after 20 years of missionary service, Helen retired from the field. She settled in Northern Ireland, but she wasn't done serving the Lord yet. She became a missions advocate and authored nearly a dozen books. As her story of life on the mission field and how she had endured persecution became more well-known, she began to be in demand for speaking engagements all around the world. Dr. Helen, as she was called, could speak to crowds of a thousand while making each person feel as if she was speaking to them personally, challenging them to trust the Lord not only for their salvation, but with the trials that life brings. Helen continued to travel around the globe until in her mid-80s. On December 7, 2016, Helen died at the age of 91. The work she did on the mission field and the influence she had around the world continues to inspire, convict, and challenge us. Well, you can find out more about Helen Rosevere on my website, SherryHouse.com, but let me tell you one more story from her life that resonated with one of my own. One of the things that fascinated Helen most about her group of Christian friends at Cambridge was not only that they talked about God as if they knew Him, but they prayed to God as if He would answer their prayers. Over the years, Helen had the opportunity to see the Lord answer many of her prayers, but sometimes even she was surprised. One night, a woman who was in early labor came to Helen's hospital. She was in a bad way, and there wasn't much Helen could do for her. The lady eventually died in childbirth, and Helen felt quite certain the preemie baby wouldn't be far behind her. She sent one of the midwives to fetch a wooden box and blanket, and another midwife to fill a hot water bottle so they could try to keep the baby warm. The midwife returned to say that their last hot water bottle had burst while she was filling it. The following midday, as Helen gathered the orphanage children for prayer, as was her habit, she made some suggestions of things that the children could pray for, and she included this little baby. Helen told them of how the water bottle had broken, and that they needed to pray that the nurses could keep the baby warm enough so that she would live. She also told them about the baby's two-year-old sister, who was also missing her mother that had passed away. During the prayer time, one little ten-year-old girl named Ruth said in a very matter-of-fact way, 
Please, God, send us a water bottle. It'll be no good tomorrow, God. The baby'll be dead. So please send it this afternoon. And while you're about it, would you please send a dolly for the little girl so she'll know you really love her? Helen drew her breath as she heard the boldness of the child's prayer, knowing that in the four years she had lived there, no one had ever sent her a package. And even if they did, they would not likely think to send a hot water bottle to a location so near the equator. Later that afternoon, when Helen was teaching a nursing class, word was sent to her that a package had arrived and was on her doorstep. Helen called for the children to come. As they sat around her, excitement was mounting. She began pulling different items out of the box. There were sweaters, knitted bandages for the leprosy patients, a box of raisins and sultanas, and then there it was, the hot water bottle. Little Ruth jumped up and rushed forward. She began rummaging around in the box, saying, "'If God has sent the bottle, he must have sent the dolly, too.' Sure enough, there was a small, beautifully dressed dolly in the bottom of the box. Ruth was given the privilege of giving the special gift to the little girl. That box had been prepared by Helen's home church and sent to her five months prior to its arrival on the very day it was needed. For years I've made it a habit to pray specifically. I feel that if I love to meet a specific need or desire that someone has, the Lord must thrill to do this as well. Praying specifically gives him the opportunity to show himself strong on our behalf. One of the biggest issues with missionaries that have to travel home on furlough is what vehicle they're going to use. For me, though, I never worry about the vehicle. You see, I always remind the Lord that he is my husband, and in general, the vehicle and all things pertaining to it are the husband's responsibility. All I ever do is write out a list of exactly what I need, or some may say want, but in my mind, I need, and I wait for the Lord to take care of it. Here is my list from my furlough several years ago. A van, not too old that I can borrow and not have to buy or rent. Cup holders, at least seven, because we all know that this is the most important thing when traveling on the road. Side doors on both sides of the van, GPS, CD player, air conditioner, back seats able to be removed, cubby holes for storage, good tires, no mechanical issues, insurance paid. Listen to that list. Sure, I could have just asked for the Lord to provide me with any old vehicle, and he could have. But instead, he chose to answer every one of my requests. And to top it all off, the van ended up being red, my favorite color. Also, the Lord provided the van through a gentleman in my church who bought this vehicle for me to use while I was on furlough, free of charge, and then told me when I was done with it, I could sell it and keep the money to use towards buying a car on the field. You can't convince me that God doesn't love and delight to answer specific prayers. Today, I'd like us to do a little Bible study I've entitled, Ask Not, Have Not. How many of you ladies would dare to send your husband to the grocery store with the generic request of, can you just get us some food for this week? Absolutely not. You would write out a specific detailed list of the things that you will need that week to feed your family. If you don't, you'll probably end up with seven boxes of cereal, a couple tubs of ice cream, and some expensive steaks. In the days leading up to Christmas or a birthday, you will rarely find a child that says, Mom, you can just get me any old toy. More likely, they'll come to you with a list of things with specific details and a picture of the exact baby doll or truck they'd like, including whatever accessories they feel they need to go with it. As a parent, isn't it more fun to be able to give your child exactly what they are desiring? God is our Heavenly Father. He too delights to answer our requests. Some people feel it is better to pray in generalities. This way they won't be disappointed. I feel sorry for people who feel this way. 
They have a weak faith, which is evidence that they feel they have a weak God. I don't know about you, but my God is not weak. He is strong and capable of anything. Not only is God powerful enough to answer any prayer, the Bible gives us many examples of how he delights to answer specific prayers. Hannah prayed not just for a child, but specifically for a son. Elisha prayed not just that his servant wouldn't be scared in the face of the enemy, but that God would open his eyes and let him see the truth of the heavenly soldiers protecting them. In this same story, we see Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he, talking about God, smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. God listened and answered Elisha's specific prayer. Jesus also gave us a perfect example of his wanting to answer specific prayers when he was here on earth. In Mark 10, verses 46 through 52, we see the story of blind Bartimaeus. Jesus was walking near Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people. Blind Bartimaeus was in his usual spot begging. When Bartimaeus knew it was Jesus who was passing by, he called out to him and said, Have mercy on me. Jesus responded with, What will ye that I shall do unto you? You see, Jesus was looking for a more specific prayer request, not a general request of, have mercy on me. I mean, what did that prayer request actually mean? Maybe he needed Jesus to show him mercy by giving him some food to eat. Maybe he needed Jesus to show him mercy by sending him a friend who would care for him. But Jesus was fishing to see what the man was really asking of him. Whatever response Bartimaeus gave to Jesus' request of, What will ye that I shall do unto you? would show the faith that Bartimaeus had in Jesus and in his power to answer his request. The Bible tells us Bartimaeus answered, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Jesus answered his specific request and healed his blindness. When the crowd saw it, they gave praise unto God. Our specific prayers not only encourage and strengthen our faith, they strengthen the faith of others. If the bulk of your prayers are made up with generalities like, please bless my day, please bless our nation, please help my kids to be good, please keep my family safe, how will you ever know when or if God has answered your prayers? I challenge you to try to pray more specifically. Make a list. Write it down. Make sure that for the most part the things you pray for can be crossed off so that you can know when God has answered them. Give God a chance to show himself real in your life. Give yourself the blessing of trusting that the Lord hears your prayers and is willing to answer them. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's silhouette and learning a little bit more about Helen Rosevere and this matter of praying specifically. She truly was a woman of whom it could be said she hath done what she could. Let's you and I go do what we can do. Silhouettes with Sherry is written and told by missionary Sherry House. To learn more about Sherry, this story, or other stories about women who were used of God, read Sherry's blog at sherryhouse.com. That's S-H-A-R-I house.com. Silhouettes can be heard at this time every week on this station. Silhouettes is a Causeway Media and Faith Music Radio production. And what a great lesson from Sherry on praying specifically. That is what we need to do. Pray specifically. You know, a prayer I prayed yesterday specifically seems a little frivolous, but I prayed it anyway, um, was to see the red-headed woodpecker in our backyard. You see, my husband was home the other morning, um, and I had come in to work, but he was home with our daughter and Tiffany. And he saw the red-headed woodpecker. It's a huge bird. I mean, huge, beautiful black and white wings. And then this red head. And I just love, love looking at it. 
but I haven't seen it all winter. So he had seen it. He sent me some pictures, and I thought, that's great. But I, I was home yesterday on Wednesdays. I'm home, and I prayed, Lord, I want to see the red-headed woodpecker, and I got to see it yesterday. And I'm, but, but, you know, one, one of the things I found out is I prayed the prayer, and then later in the morning, I thought to myself, I haven't seen the red-headed woodpecker, but I hadn't been looking out the window. You're not going to see the blessings of God either if you don't look for them. I love the way she gathered all the children around to open that package because they were looking for the blessings of God. My friend, are you praying specifically? And then are you looking for the answer? I can't, but God can. Here's the Walker family. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. God can, nor renew the freshness of the morn, but God can, and I can't cause the birds to sing or make flowers bloom when it comes spring, or mend the sparrow's broken wing, but God can. It's good to know the one who the stars in bright array and it's good to know he sees the hurt i feel from day to day no i can't part the mighty sea and i can't make the demons flee but i can fall down on my knees and god But God can When tomorrow's gone He'll still be there So I'll just leave them In His care Knowing He will hear My prayer And God can It's good to know The one who hung The stars in bright array And it's good to know He sees the hurt I feel from day to day No, I can't part the mighty sea And I can't make the demons flee But I can fall down on my knees And God can No, I can't part the mighty sea And I can't make the demons flee But I can fall down on my knees and God can. I can fall down on my knees and God can. Powerful Positive Radio. Faith Music Radio.
from the battle you're fighting Does it seem that the storm just won't break? Is there a mountain in front of you You doubt will ever move You wonder, will God make a way? Well, tell me a time He's not been faithful Tell me a morning His mercies were new Tell me a moment that He wasn't able to carry you faith and stand firm oh you can be confident the lord keeps his promises don't doubt just read through his word and tell me a time he's not been faithful tell me a morning his mercies were new tell me a moment Never a time the Nichols family reminding us how faithful our God is to us and has been to us and he always will be faithful to us. And this is why we never let go of the Lord. And 
Isn't it time for another Never song? <laughs> Kelly Gray here, Never Let Go. You're listening to Fade Music Radio. Cecily Hamilton and friends finish off 11 to 1 today with the song, He's My Lighthouse. He's our lighthouse and he's so much more. And this is why we let our lights shine for him. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Let your light shine for Jesus Christ today and let it shine bright and thank you for tuning in to faith music radio stay with faith
Oftentimes we get discouraged And we think that no one cares It's hard to find somebody Just to sit down and talk and share About the things that God has promised And the things that He will be In the song that I am singing This is what He means to me He's my lighthouse He's my bridge over troubled waters He's the old ship of Zion Out on the raging sea He's my cornerstone He's the one I'm leaning on He's the man who conquered Calvary He's the rock I'm standing on Let us lift our hearts toward heaven And thank Him for His love He showed a new beginning on the wings of a dove For He brought us through the dark nights And He's helped us through our sorrows I'm excited in His Spirit I can sing about His love He's my lighthouse He's my bridge over troubled waters He's the old ship of Zion Out on the raging sea He's my cornerstone He's the one I'm leaning on He's the man who conquered Calvary He's the rock I'm standing on He's my lighthouse He's my bridge over troubled waters He's the old ship of Zion Out on the raging sea He's my cornerstone He's the one I'm leaning on He's the man who conquered Calvary He's the rock I'm standing on He's the man 